the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it is today, now that we focus on the first Sunday of Christmas, and tomorrow begins the new year. Here we are on the last Sunday of the year. We're preparing our hearts, really preparing our hearts, right? Maybe we're preparing our resolutions, preparing to pray more. We're really taking advantage of this new gift that it is that we received just last week. Here it is that we received Jesus. The greatest gift, and as it is, that we had preparing the Subara, the Subara season to make room for Him in our hearts, to make room for Jesus. Now the question becomes, here we are, what we make? How is it we change our lives to fit this gift in our life? How is it we change the way in which we live? How is it that we go about it? How is it that we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus? How is it that we are to really take full advantage of this gift that God gives us in His Son, Jesus Christ, who has been born into the world? And what does that mean for us as we enter into the new world, new, new year, right? And a new world as it is that we come into contact with Jesus. I want us to really kind of reflect today on the story of the wise men. There are some spiritual truths that when we look at the journey of the wise men, and the way in which they're journeying towards the star, there are things that we can learn from this, as it is that we head into the new year with our resolutions, whatever those might be. And I hope that one of those resolutions becomes getting closer to your spiritual life, getting closer to God, really kind of making time for Him, making Him our everything, right? And so here we are, we take the lessons of the wise men, and we incorporate it into our daily life. Let's take a look. So everybody knows the story, right? We all know the story from when it is that we were children. Here is Jesus who was born. Here are the wise men who come from all the way in the east. They come from very far away. They see a star in the sky and they follow the star in the sky to where it is they find Jesus lying in a manger. And here they are, they fall, they worship him and they give him those gifts, right? They give him the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And here they are worshiping Jesus. We see it in the nativity scenes as it is that they offer Jesus these gifts. But when we look at the story, there's certain spiritual truths that when it is that we look at the gospel and we pay attention to the words and what it is, the effect that it has in our life. The first spiritual lesson is this. The wise men were wise, were called wise for a particular reason. They were astronomers, they were people who really took advantage of the, of the stars and took advantage to look out into the world and to be able to really gaze upon God's beauty. They were, again, they're looking at the stars, they're looking at the sun, they're looking at the moon, they're looking at the heavens, and they're paying attention to the skies day after day after night after night. Each and every day they're paying attention. Each and every day they're looking for the presence of God. Each and every day they're looking for something in the heavens to change. And they never lose sleep. They never lose tired. They never get tired of looking out to the heavens. They never get tired of trying to find the presence of God in their own. And here is one day that they see a star that they had never quite noticed before, but the star that really shone brightly all the way in the east or in the west, right? And here it is wise men of the east, and they begin to travel. Begin to travel as far as it is, but they want to figure out what it is that the star is. They think they've seen it, the presence of God. And so they pay attention. The first spiritual lesson we learn from this is that we pay attention to how it is that God is in our life, how it is that His presence is at work, and when it is that we pray, we realize that God is always at work in our life, but first we have to pay attention to Him.
Right? That's what we've been focusing on when we come to Mass, when we come to prayer, when it is that we recognize Jesus in our life, when we talk to Him as a friend. This is what Jesus is getting at. Recognize my work in your life. Recognize how it is that I'm at work. Recognize how it is that I am alive in life. So they paid attention. The second spiritual truth is this. That here are the wise men. They see the star. And what do they do? Do they just sit down and admire it? Do they just sit down and say, Wow, what a nice star. That's beautiful. Okay, what's the next thing, right? No, they don't do that. What do they do? They act. They move. They see the star, and they see the star that rose. They see the star they hadn't seen before, and they go. They don't stop. They make the long journey towards Jerusalem, and as they make the long journey towards Jerusalem, they begin to ask around, and they're searching, and they're frantically asking, where is this star? Where does it lead us? Where is this child who was born? Where do we find Jesus? Where is it we are supposed to be looking? Where is it? They're frantically searching. And as they enter into Jerusalem, here it is, we hear the words that as they enter into it, people are not as welcoming of the news of Jesus as they are. But we'll get to that in just a moment. So, first, we recognize God's presence in our life. And as it is that we recognize God's presence in our life, we move. The second spiritual truth is that we move, we don't stand still, we want to seek out Jesus, we want to go towards Him. There is nothing that makes us stand still because we see the love, we see the light, and we walk towards the light. We're never comfortable enough in the darkness. Don't get too comfortable. Move towards Jesus. The third spiritual truth is this. Here is Herod, who hears about this child, this king, who was born. Here's Herod who says, but I'm the king. I don't need another king. Who is this king? My family is going to rule Israel for how many centuries to come? I don't need another king. Where is this king? And so what does he do? He tells the wise men, when it is that you find this child, please let me know. And once it is you find him, I want to worship him too. I want to give him gifts. Let me know when you find him. And so the wise men at first, they think he's a good man. They think he's a good guy. They think he's a good king, that he really wants to worship Jesus. And so they say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll find we'll find, uh, we'll find When we find the child, we'll let you know. But we know that's not the case. That Herod has other things up his sleeves. That he has other ideas as to what he, what he wants to do when it is that he finds Jesus, right? And so he knows this. And so we know this as we're reading the story. But as it is that we find the spiritual truth, what is it? That as it is that you're making your way towards Jesus, as it is you're making your way towards the journey of the spiritual life, there's a reason why Jesus tells us to be as innocent as doves and to be as shrewd or clever as serpents. Snakes are clever. Doves are innocent. Be as innocent as doves and clever as snakes. As you make your way towards the cross, as you make your way towards Jesus, there's going to be opposition, there's going to be difficulties. As it is that you move from darkness into the light, the darkness wants nothing more than to surround the light, to be able to choke out the light, to be able to really suppress the light, to extinguish the light. But we know that as it is that we move with Jesus, that all the darkness in the world, all the darkness that you can possibly combine, not extinguish that one light that is Jesus. But the darkness is going to try. And that is what Jesus is getting. When it is that we make our way towards Jesus, be clever. Understand that Herod is a tricky man. Understand there's going to be opposition. Understand that things are going to move against you. That it's not so easy to follow Jesus. But keep going. Keep moving out of sin. Keep moving out of darkness. 
And so here is the fourth. The fourth spiritual truth is when it is that finally the wise men go to meet Jesus in the manger, they fall on their face and they begin to worship Him. They found it. They found God, the master of the universe, the creator of everything it is that we see, the creator of us. Here is the Lord of the universe who is born in a simple stable. And as it is that He is born on a simple stable, they ask, and they worship, and they give Him those gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold to represent His kingship. Myrrh to represent that it is that he is, going, he is going to die and to embalm His body. Frankincense to worship His divinity, to know that He is God. And here are these things that are expensive and costly, but when it is that they meet Jesus, they don't hold back, they give Him everything. They fall on their face, they give Him their lives, their heart, they don't count the cost, they continue to give. When it is that we meet the person of Jesus, we give Him everything. But the great mistake in the spiritual life, as it is that we go forward into the new year, as it is that we continue to make our way towards Jesus, and the great mistake is this. I'm only, to, I'm only going to give Jesus a little bit. A little bit of my time. A little bit of my mind. A little bit of my energy. A little bit of my will. Only a little bit. And what does that serve us? If we only give Jesus a little bit. Sure, I love God. But you know, God is just kind of a Sunday thing. God is something I put it to the side for now. I'm going to give Him a little bit of my time. Maybe a little bit more of my time now. But, you know, I, I don't know if I can give Him everything. That's a mistake we make in the spiritual life. When it is that we meet the person of Jesus, when it is that we come to Him, how much more can He offer us than we can offer Him? Here He is who gives us everything and does not expect anything in return. Beautiful. Now it is that we meet the person of Jesus in the filth of our hearts, in the sinfulness of our hearts, and we tell Him, here you are, Lord Jesus. I give you everything. The fifth spiritual truth is this. That the wise men are told not to return in the same way because of they know now of Herod's intentions to reveal to them. And so what do they do? They go back to their homes in a different way. When it is that you meet the person of Jesus, when it is that you come in contact with Him, when it is that you give Him everything, when it is that you give Him your entire heart, when it is that He makes, your, he makes His home in your heart, now it is we live our lives in a different way. We go about life in a different way. We see life for what it is. We see life for the great joy in which it gives us when it is that we have Jesus inside of us. And so when it is that we allow Him to live, it's then that we walk now in a different way. My brothers and sisters, pay attention to these spiritual truths. Really give Jesus everything. Pay attention to Him in your life. Move and act towards Him. Don't wait, right? Don't procrastinate. Don't dilly-dally. Move towards Him. Expect opposition in the spiritual life. When it is that I move closer and closer and closer to Jesus, it's going to get more difficult, but how much more is it worth? Fourth, as it is that we meet the person of Jesus, we give Him our best. And as it is that we continue to give Him our best, He is the one who continues to change our life, and we go about life in a different way. Let's pray that as it is that we go throughout this new year, we are able to keep Jesus at the forefront of our lives, not just give Him a little bit, but give Him our entire selves. And the more in which we give Him our entire selves, the more in which we are transformed by His light and His saving power. Amen?